You're listening to Grounded, a podcast by the Oregon Department of Energy. Hello, and welcome, Grounded listeners. I am your host, Erica Zeigler. Today, I've invited Jen Center to help us understand the federal funding that has been allocated for energy and climate programs here in Oregon, and it is a lot of funding. Jen is a federal grants officer here at Odo and does a wonderful job at explaining the background of this funding and how Odo is working hard to get it into the hands of Oregonians. Let's listen. Welcome, Jen. I am so excited that you're here with us today on Grounded. Please uh, introduce yourself. Hi, everyone. I'm Jen Center. I'm one of the federal grants officers here at the Oregon Department of Energy. So excited to be joining you. Thank you, Jen. Uh, Can you tell us a little bit more about your background with um, funding and grants? Sure. Um, So after coming out of undergrad at OSU, um, I found myself working in nonprofits. And in that space, kind of, you know, the the quest for funding is always an important component. So I started working with volunteers and events and found my way into donors and then eventually into grants. Um, So I worked at some cultural historical uh, nonprofits and then moved into workforce development, which is kind of an interesting flavor of, of nonprofits because they receive so much of their funds from the from the federal government. And so are, they're primarily driven by federal grants. And so <laughs> I guess altogether, I had about 10 years of nonprofit experience um, in and kind of worked my way into to those spaces before landing, you know, really firmly in the in the grant world. Um, also went yeah. to law school for a little bit and then did a little bit of grant writing consulting before finding my way to Odo. And I've been here for about two years. Uh, what what made you go to, to law for a little bit? Um, you know, I, I really think it was kind of my experience uh, working in workforce and being in the the federal grant space of the compliance side and the contracting side. And even though I'm not currently practicing for Odo, I can certainly say many of those issues are are ones that we face on a regular basis here of how to actually take federal money and make it work on the ground. So, nice. That makes sense. Yeah. And that's why I have you here. I'm so excited <laughs> to talk about this. Okay. So let's jump right in. So in 2022, Congress passed two big pieces of legislation related to um, investments in energy and climate. So that's that's definitely our space. And this included the Infrastructure Investment and Jobs Act, uh, lovingly acronym IIJA. I'm not sure. Do do people say that? Do they say IJA? IJA? Some do. do. Um, I've heard a lot of folks from the federal agencies refer to it as BILL, the Bipartisan Infrastructure oh, Law. Okay. Uh, the, the title is uh, Infrastructure Investment and Jobs Act. Jobs Act, yeah. Mm-hmm. BILL is easier. Okay. And then, um, well, actually that was in 2021. And then that second one that was in 2022 is the Inflation Reduction Act, our IRA. <laughs> I, I've heard it referred to as as Bill and Ira. <laughs> Bill and Ira. I like that. Yeah, I could, that's catchy. much easier to remember. Yeah. So can you tell us a little bit about both of those acts? I'm sure we could get into the weeds, but just maybe some high level for our listeners. Yeah. So uh, with the bill, the IIJA, um, <laughs> if you'd like to call it that, is uh, really the first one. And that one was really focused on infrastructure investments throughout a lot of different federal agencies. Um, energy was one component of that. I'd say 
Primarily, though, that bill was focused on things like building new bridges, updating our roads, and uh, grid resilience, for example, is, is one of the aspects that was funded under that, of thinking about our nation's infrastructure. And Congress put together a package that funded, I believe it's more than 380 different federal programs. And so when that translates through to grants um, in your local community, it may be even more complex than that as some sure. of these programs get further out further divided. So that's just uh, the Infrastructure Investment and Jobs mm -hmm. Act. Wow. Yeah. So a little bit about IRA, Inflation Reduction Act. See, this yeah. one even, this one um, confuses me a little bit too, because that just seems so broad. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, inflation so covers this, a lot of what's happening. Yeah. Uh, this was the bill that I think uh, very few people saw coming um, because of the, the nature of it. So um, where the Infrastructure Investment and Jobs Act is known as the bipartisan infrastructure law, the IRA, the Inflation Reduction Act, um, was passed on a on a partisan basis in Congress. And um, well, I won't get into the history of that. It they they used a different process called budget reconciliation, um, which meant the process went pretty quick and um, the bills were uh, written in such a way that they were rather vague to comply with the requirements of that process in order to get it to become law. And so the Inflation Reduction Act um, is really, there's a few areas it focuses in, um, healthcare and energy and climate being the primary areas for that. So um, it's it's a little bit different um, it, from the Infrastructure Investment and, and Jobs Act in that way. But, um, you know, one of the big powerful pieces of that that I think we're watching and others are watching is uh, some of the tax credits that are built into the Inflation Reduction Act that are um, available or will be available through the IRS yeah. for both individuals, um, private companies, and even governments and nonprofits through through an interesting uh, mechanism that they've written into that law. That's the exciting part. Uh, so yeah, so what, what do you um, see or how are you helping Odo uh, integrate? this new legislation into what we're doing, into um, our planning, design, management of our programs? Like, what do you get to do every day? Oh, oh, that's <laughs> a great one. <laughs> um, I, I feel like my job is kind of like trying to put together a puzzle without yet having all the pieces. And sometimes yeah. you think a piece might be coming with a certain shape and it might morph on you. Uh, and, and that's really, I think, the scenario a lot of folks find, or find themselves in right now as we're thinking about these different pieces of, of funding opportunities and how we might be able to stack them together to fund projects on the ground. Uh, part of that is because the nature of the legislation itself, sometimes it's really broad, sometimes it's not. Um, but when it is broad, then that's kind of on the federal agencies to start giving it more contours and shape so that it becomes something that has some parameters for accountability purposes and they can grant it out and and feel like they're you know acting within congress's intent yeah. but also you know providing some parameters and framework around the funds and so a little bit of that is waiting for the federal agencies to come up with the guidance and then trying to look at the guidance make sure we understand it consider how it fits in or doesn't fit in and mm -hmm. try to come up with that plan of, okay, here's the opportunity. Well, what are we gonna do to try to make this work? Do you do much research or um, 
back and forth or any of that with the people on the ground, with the businesses, with the individuals of what they're needing? Does that go into play of how you develop these programs or how you're going to hopefully grant it out? Yeah, I, I think we try. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> I think we definitely try. Uh, one of the challenges that's always present with grant applications is just the timelines um, of, of thinking through, okay, so we have this opportunity, how many days do we have before we have to submit a full application uh, to, to whichever federal agency it might be, and how much engagement can we do, and what level of engagement can we go to? Because maybe we still have pieces that we're not quite clear on when we're turning in the application. For example, if it's a grant that allows us a planning year, um, what is that right balance of how much can we plan now? How much can we plan later? What will the federal government be okay with us planning later? And um, you know, how many conversations can we get in in that limited time to start thinking about the the feedback we've heard and the conversations that that we've had with folks about what program should look like. Yeah. So um yeah, we oh gosh, I, I wish we had more time for that, but <laughs> mm -hmm. doing <laughs> we, what you can, can is what it sounds mm -hmm. like. Yeah. Yeah. So to back up for a minute, I'm not sure if you said when we we're first discussing the the acts, um, Bill and Ira, can you give us some dollar amounts? Can you give us what what Odo's working with? Oh gosh. Um so I will say I think our running total for um well start by saying there's generally two types of grants there's what they call formula grants and then competitive grants okay. and so formula grants are ones that get allocated to different recipients based on some sort of mathematical formula on some data somewhere each one has its own formula written into law so um, you know it's nothing universal um so out of the formula ones which are you know we're pretty sure as long as we submit applications and do what uh, is needed to comply we'll receive those funds that's coming in um for our agency uh around 170 million once we roll these together um so that's quite a big jump from our our normal funding with with federal funds um, and then on the competitive side, that's where we know even less <laughs> is we'll we'll have to put together the applications and then compete to see if we are awarded. Uh, but we're currently working on an application for the solar for all competition with the US EPA. Yeah. And that one, um, pretty confident it's going to come in at at least 100 million if we're fortunate enough to win it. Um, we may even ask for for more than 100 million. We're, we're working on putting that plan together and seeing how many households we can serve and what exactly the budget numbers would be to line up with that. So uh, quite a bit of money. Um, That's impressive, yes. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't all need to be spent in one year. Um, each one of these programs is kind of on its own <laughs> yeah. timeline. <Good>. So <laughs> some of this might be around for you know nearly a decade. Yes, yes. Yeah. Very cool, all right. So wrapping up, um, and we're getting there. Uh, what do you think this means for Oregonians? What would you like people listening more, you know, uh, uh, like I said, well, I guess any of everyone that you said that could possibly qualify, nonprofits, government entities, uh, businesses, and of course, home, you know, just people, just your regular folks. What would you like yeah. them to take away? 
Oh, gosh. Uh, well, one of the things I think it would be good to know is that we're definitely working at the federal level, at the state level. Um, your community based organizations are working and thinking about this. And we're we're all in the process of figuring out how this might work and how people might be able to get access to these resources. Uh, but it might take some time um, yeah. in order for us to to receive it as we're waiting for guidance from from the federal government. And then as we at the state level get it, it may take some time for it to reach local governments or community based organizations before it'll be available to you. But that's that's our goal is to get the get these funds to work in, in communities. Um, so stay stay connected, um, keep watching, keep asking good questions as we go, and we will do our best to incorporate the feedback in this this very busy but very um, a great opportunity to to bring in this money. So. Yeah, I agree. I love that. Is there a like an update newsletter or is there a website? Is it that I can share with folks in the the um the notes? What would help them keep um keep keep involved? Yeah. Uh, so for our Odo website, we have a federal funding page where we try to keep that as up to date we, as we can for each one of the grant opportunities. And you and do. I see that. Yeah. <laughs> one of the neat things that we kind of have in, have in our mind is as these grants start to become awarded and start to become programs or projects on the ground that we will spin those off into different websites with much more detailed information once we have right. it too. Um, but you can also sign up to be on an email list. And as we have updates on different federal funding opportunities, you can receive notices um, out through our emails. That's even better. I'll make sure I include that as well. Well, thank you so much, Jen. This is really exciting. Big stuff um, for, for everyone in Oregon, and we appreciate your work. And um, I'll be keeping up with you, too. And maybe when we get a little bit further down the road, I can invite you back if, if you would, um, if that sounds like it might be fun for you as well. Yep. Sounds great. All right. Thank you again, and I'll see you soon. All right. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Short and sweet, and hopefully we're all better prepared to understand this major funding and how to get involved. I've listed several resources in the show notes, including a link to public engagement opportunities. When I checked earlier today, there were already three different ones set for October, so go ahead and check those out. Thank you so much for joining me today, and until next time, remember to stay grounded.